and say. Oh. Sounds like I'm in like a- Bam, we're live. Okay. Bam, we're live. Bam, we're live. I was thinking about making a shirt that said Bam, we're live, and it's like a chest tattoo. Should I button these or not button these? Button these or not button these? Um, I, I, have this, uh, I have this heater that I plug in every morning in my office. Yeah, let me so go turn mine off. Holding here, but oh. I leave the door open too, just to get fresh air in here. And I don't, I, I don't think my heater's strong enough to over, overpower it. Hey, I think today will be my sixth day of basically eating raw meat. I ate raw meat one day. That's basically like, when I say I only ate raw meat, I eat other shit. I just don't eat anything that's not raw. Yeah. Uh, I did have a bite of chicken that wasn't raw one day. How many but days is this now? Today is day like five or six. And and we had like, on accident, I bought three gallons of milk. Like I just, <laughs> every time I went to the store, I bought another gallon. And my wife's like, you got to drink a lot of milk. So and I normally don't drink a lot of milk. And I, so I've been drinking a ton of milk, uh, raw ground beef. Yesterday, I didn't even make it through a pound. The first day, I made it through a pound. Mm-hmm. Oh, Devesh, you might not want to hear this part. I don't think your people eat cow. Racist. Don't, when I was in India, the cows are just allowed everywhere. I know we're early today. We're early. We're early. We're a few minutes early. Man, we have, we have we're early today. Yeah, let's see if this works first. When I was okay. in India, the um they would have their they have these super highways there, you know, like six, seven, eight lanes each direction. Beautiful highways. But if the cows like decide to come up and lay on the highway, they lay on the highway. No one messes with them. They they reroute all the traffic. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's not like it's uncommon either. Like, like I was there for a month all over India and I must have seen it half dozen times. <laughs> Cows are sacred there, right? My gardener just uh, texted me. What's he want? Oh, money. What's he uh, am I missing some of the chat? No. So so basically, I've just been eating. People keep asking me my DMs. So I just want to tell you a little bit about it. I've been eating raw meat, raw ground beef. Um, I just get it from the store. I, I even bought it from just like behind one of those glass counters one time. And the dude back there who worked there, like I think his name was Juan. He told me, he, I go, I go, Hey Juan, where, where do you, how old does this mean? He goes, just a day. And I go, would you eat it raw? He goes, I do eat it raw. I'm like, you eat raw meat. And he's like, well, I mean, I barely cook it when I make hamburgers. I was like, shit. I was like, where do you get it from? He said, we have Chuck. I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming it's a big chunk of meat and we just grind it back here. So I was like, all right, hook it up, brother. So I had that one day and then the rest has been packaged. Like it's with like fancy packaging that says, I buy it at one store, it's nine bucks a pound. Another store I buy it, it's 14 bucks a pound and it's like organic ground beef. Anyway, I've been buying that. And mostly what I've been doing is I have a half pound in the morning and a half pound in the evening. And um, my wife puts it in a food processor with a like a half a stick of butter. And then when she put in, in some salt, when she pulls it out, I dribble a little honey on it and I eat it. Um, and then And then I allow myself these many avocados as I want, as many uh, greens as I want, like out of a clamshell. Um, and last and I and last night I had an apple before I went to bed. I've been drinking some milk. I had one raw egg. That was easy. Probably today I'll have more raw eggs. How's your stomach been? Fucking awesome. All unicorn poops, you know? No white. Oh, <laughs> and I've been drinking I that whole beast stuff. Can you bring up the whole beast website? And I've been drinking this. Yeah. One day I had three pints of this with milk. Yeah, that. I've been drinking that. That's um I bought that from the Liver King, 64 bucks for the bag. That's that's not cheap, but but I think it's gonna last me the whole month. 
And uh, I even took a scoop of that and split it into three little cups and gave it to uh, my kids, like split one man scoop amongst three kids with a little <laughs> bit of uh, whole milk because I just bought too much milk. So it's kind of perfect timing. And um, yeah, we're early today, Heidi, Miss Heidi. We are early. Man, you guys, yesterday I'm trying to have a serious conversation with uh, with uh, now I know how my parents feel. When I was a kid, I was trying to have a serious conversation with Jim Hensel and people are like, when are the shirts coming? And I'm like, so did man create God or did God create man? So I'm like, I want my fucking shirt. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Logan, why you got to ask that? Why you got to ask that? No, they didn't have raw milk. I didn't drink raw milk. Why are you ruining my story? Just assume it's uh, raw. Hey, I have breaking yeah. news for you guys. Breaking news, breaking news. Roman Krennikov will not be coming to the CrossFit Games this year. Instead, he will be fighting in Kiev. <laughs> dude think oh. of what's happened in our country i've, I've never like I, I never blamed uh, trump for like like all the problems in our country i never blamed obama i never blamed Hillary. i've never like been like the guy who just blames the president this this is just this is just crazy it, what this guy has done to this country a, a, a tranny feels very safe going to school now but you as a citizen in Los Angeles do not feel safe going to Whole Foods. I mean, what? <laughs> what? How, what? Uh, I'm all for a tranny feeling safe to go to school. I grew up in Trannyville, baby. I love everybody should feel safe going to school. Everyone. But, I, but dude, you have you have to take care. You you cannot you you you, you cannot you cannot be so concerned. He's he's let the complete country fall apart. Do you remember when Trump took office and we were all scared? Oh my God, this psycho is going to start a war. This psycho is going to start a war. We, we have some. We have a. Uh, we have a retarded man, old retarded man, not by birth, but but, but through, the R uh, word. The R word. Yes, we have a retarded man, um, who has. Um, and, and I mean that in the clinical sense. Um, that's happened cumulatively through age. Who is in office? who um is running this country it's nuts it's 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 i i wonder i wonder what those people think who thought dave castro was unprofessional what they think of kamala harris and joe biden i've, I've never seen anything like this no need to think deeply into that they weren't they weren't wronging anybody you know they're on the side of of justice oh this is so bad it's so bizarre I seriously don't think that guy Roman is coming now. I don't it's think crazy so town banana pants. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what if, what if like, I mean, I realize there's bigger issues, but what a shit luck for him. Like <laughs> he's like, yes, I finally got, <laughs> he said that like, we're going to war. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> I, um, yeah. Making light of that situation as I, I do. Did you uh, see the comment about- on Tom Jerry news? Oh no! Please, please pull them up. So, <laughs> so last, so last, I really like what you do. So, Susa showed me this thing he, on, on big accounts. Um, he'll be the first comment to make a comment, and he makes a wisecrack, and then <laughs> and then he gets shitloads of likes. It's so weird. Um, that's like the. It, it's so weird how some people think of social media. I could give two fucks if I got canceled. The only reason why, like, I even like my Instagram is for this one reason. It allows me to wave that blue check mark around to find guests. Other than that, I have no, like, I have no attachment to social media. And yet, there's a whole generation that sees social media like breathing air. Like, they're like, I took six months off. Like, so what? 
I've made my first <laughs> comeback post on December 20th, 19, December 20th, 2021. I made a comeback and it's a new me. Shut the fuck up. You fucking weirdo. Do you have no pride? Try to sin. You should have some pride. Always leverage your ego. My favorite is I'm taking hey, a break for a while. Anyway, I like what you do with uh, social media and I'm trying to jump on that bandwagon. You, you, um, you don't like, I never get likes on my posts or like <laughs> my, my, my posts get nothing. I, I don't even look at the likes or, or, or you're in, how is your engagement? How about you go fuck yourself? <laughs> my engagement. I posted that picture cause my son's doing some badass shit, but they, uh, I like what you're doing and I, and I'm trying to do it too, where you go to a post and you're the first person to say something, you make a wisecrack and the goal is to get as many likes there, like on someone <laughs> else's post. It's so good. I've been above I, I, I do get before. off on that. It's like it's like a climbing a, a, a you know like when you're a kid and you climb a ladder and there's like that one step like you get to that there's like three steps to the top and you're like oh shit like you're like like you re, but you go up there anyway and you stand up there for a second like two steps from the top and then you come down that's what it's like it's that that kind of excitement. What were you gonna say, Susa? No, I was gonna I was gonna say one of them is the the most I've gotten is over five thousand likes. Holy shit. Yeah. So it has to be. Do you know where that post is? Could you pull it up? Uh, yeah, I'll try. I tried to pull. I tr yeah, Whose yeah. account was that on? Like Rogan's or something? Barstool Sports. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I get, Sometimes I'll get them into the hundreds. Well, that one comment I made on Noah's account, that one I wasn't even trying to do that. But I think I got like over 500 mm -hmm. likes. Oh, there she is. Yeah. There she is. Yes. Hey. Bam. Leah, what's up, girl? Very good, thank you. I'm really, really sorry that I'm late. I had no. technical difficulties. No, we were just talking about the um, soldiers, the Ukrainian soldiers who are, or the Russian soldiers who are vacationing in the Ukraine. It was no problem. Okay, got you. The important stuff. Yes, the important stuff. Uh, I listened to, um, I did, I've done like a three day, uh, you'll like this. Do you, you know, you're, you're big into fitness. You're, you're a uh, athlete girl. Do you know what the assault bike is? I do. So I spent the last three days on the assault bike watching Leah, um, <laughs> Leah, Leah shut Kiever videos. Nice. You know, it's funny. You did that show with, uh, you did that show in 2020 with Ama amazing or be amazing. Do you remember that? Amazing. It's a 28 minute show. There's no eating in it. It's just you answering questions. Yes, I do remember. And at the very end, and you're like, and I like this because there's not a lot of Sevon Matosians either. And you're like, and the one and 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 you can find me. I'm the only Leah Shutkever. And then the voice comes on and goes, Thank you, Leah Shutkever. And I'm like, dude, she just said her <laughs> name. Like, she just said, like, she just said her fucking name. Yeah, a lot of people get it wrong, but I do appreciate the people that do get it right. It makes it all the better. But when you have a name like that, it's like my name is Sevon. Like you, by the way, that's Matt down there, Leah. Hi, Matt. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, you when you have a name like that, you're just used to it, right? Like after like the third grade, you're like, fuck it, whatever. Um, God, I wish it was that easy. No, I was really bullied for my name, so I hated it for such a long time. I loved Leah or Leah, Leah or Leah, and Shakiva, and I heard everything, and I was just, I hated it until it became my brand, and then it's the greatest thing in the world that it's so unique because, I mean... Yeah, it's a brand within itself. So yeah, go to Google, put in Leah space S H, and bam, it's you. You own it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you own it. That'd be Brilliant, isn't it? It's cool. 
and that was completely like non-calculated. It's something that I should probably thank my parents for, but there we go. <laughs> what is the what is the name? Uh it's Russian actually. Oh. Okay, I yeah. apologize for the Russian joke in the beginning then. No, it's no, it's, it's all good. My ancestors were um Russian and Polish, so we have the Sutskova name, which are, is are, are you Jew? I am a Jew. Wow. No, <laughs> yeah, that so explains it, fucking everything. It does. It does you're an overachieving, <laughs> super brain focused go-getter. Oh my God. It's really remarkable watching your interviews. Yeah, you are next level. Holy um, cow. Yeah, I I'm not public with a religion because I it's not as um kind of widely accepted over here in the UK and I have a lot of followers in countries that probably wouldn't appreciate it. So I mean Fuck them. I get that. I got three Jew boys, they're gonna take over the world. I'm Armenian, my (laughs) wife's Jewish. That's cr- yeah, and, and it's crazy. It, what what um, are, do you know? Well, my my kids are. Uh, I don't mean to like brag. My kids, my my wife's Ashkenazi, and I didn't know yeah. that. I've been with her twenty years, and I didn't know that until recently. And the wiki page, those are just fucking smarter people. Like people are like, you can't be racist. Now nah, I'm telling you, this this fucking group of people is smarter than that group. Maybe not the you Japanese, know, but you know, everyone else. No, not the Japanese. <laughs> nah, my God, wiki, you might got that one wrong. Yeah, I think it's interesting because it's when you are in that space, you see it in other people, but you don't have to say anything. I've been speaking to a lot of production companies in the States. Yeah. And they know that I know that they know that I know that they know, but nobody's asked the question. Wow. Like Jews know Jews. You just know. Yeah. And you don't have to talk about it. You just all know you've got the same sort of same mentality same work ethic you find understanding about business and money and people and that's all that needs to be said so it's like it's a cool little group to be a part of without officially being a part of it <laughs> this, this i was in a i'm in northern california and southern california is totally different my wife's from southern california yeah. and like i'm so proud of my kids jewish heritage and she's like and like I, and she's like you can't say that they're out to get us and i'm like nah, nah, shut the fuck up no one's out to fucking get anyone um but um i was i was in a whole foods in new mexico one time that's like i'm on the west coast of the united states along the pacific ocean and the whole foods in mexico is like uh 500 miles i don't know what is that like uh, eight uh 1200 kilometers or something east of me okay uh-huh. i was just there i don't know what i was doing there and i'm in the whole foods there it's in the middle of the desert whole foods is our grocery store here in the states and yeah. uh she uh the hoity-toity one like just like where all the, the attractive people go yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 i thought you <laughs> And um, a la- as I'm checking out, a lady walks up and she goes, it's nice to see someone from the tribe here. Like, oh, fucking tribe. And my wife's like, yeah, she she saw your nose and she was like, she thought you were a Jew. I was like, what? Racist. But you see, my, my background, so it's so interesting that you say that because I think we You look Lebanese, the- by the way. You don't look Jewish. You look Lebanese. Yeah, go ahead. Look Lebanese, look yeah. Greek, look yeah, Greek. Italian. Look- Greek is fuck. Oh my God, I'm... I'm so Arab as well. I went to Egypt. Yes, and I, yes. Yeah. You're a princess. I can see you're a pr- you're yeah. a, what's your name? You're fucking Cleopatra. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> yeah. I promise you, I have been many places around the world, and you know, I'm so racially ambiguous that it's been the absolute biggest blessing of my entire life because I don't have to explain myself. 
I can culturally appropriate most cultures and nobody will say anything. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, for me, growing up with my parents, so my mum is Guatemalan, so she's from South America, but her parents ah. She's um, Swiss Italian, Latin American, and Egyptian. And my dad is English, Irish, and Russian. So I'm very mixed across the board. My parents were both moved away from home quite young, traveled quite a lot, learned a lot of the world, and kind of said to me, look, just keep just keep the Jewish thing on the DL. Like, be yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they tell. Be cool. They tell. Yeah, your public enemy number one. Yeah, <laughs> Just the, be cool, the, right? <laughs> the black kids, the black kids, and the Jewish kids get that. It's, it's, it, it, uh, I, I apologize for having such strong opinions on it. It's a mistake. Stop telling them that. Let people right. find I out on their so. own. Let people find <laughs> yeah. out on their own. You know, my parents run a business. They run a, a greeting card company, and they have a lot of customers. Much, many older customers, and they come in. And I've heard stories from my parents where an older person will say something like uh, something derogatory about Jewish people. Yeah. And my dad will say, have you ever met a Jewish person? They're like, Oh God, no, never, never. <laughs> sure? never." And then my dad will just put his hand out to shake their hand. And they'll be like, no, you're not. <laughs> He's like, what are you expecting? Did you think I was going to have horns or something? What, what were you expecting? Can you imagine? And so I just think that there is this like underlying impression that i think hasn't yet been fully eradicated um but i think if you if you put your best like foot forward and show yourself as a person as opposed to a religion or a color or whatever and people just accept you as the person the human personality that you are the world would be so much more beautiful come on like i don't even know do you know like like um what two stories one yesterday i was in the bathroom i shouldn't say this because I don't ever see this in my in my hood, but I was in the bathroom at the beach and I come out of the bathroom and I see it's written on the wall. It says, fuck Jews. So I, I have no idea, but I, I put it on my Instagram. And I go, yeah, if you're a hot chick, please find my three sons when they're 18 and no. fuck the shit out of them. Please. Smash that cock. Yeah, please. No. Yes, fuck Jews. Yes, especially if you're a hot chick and find my sons. Please and be STD free clean. Oh, my God. goodness. Yes, fuck all the Jews. It's just so crazy. But I like I could see like why like if if oh my gosh. I, I'm trying to think of like like um I, I I understand like why you don't like you want you don't want your neighbors to like be like meth heads, right? Because then they probably steal from you and shit or heroin. Like I don't get what the angst is towards Jews. Like I don't get like I don't see I can't even like pretend to not like Jews. Like what like what am I supposed to hang on to? Like what's the st- What's the? I, I, Let me I, Google it for you. We could see. I, I I just don't get it. For those of it's you who like, don't, for those of you who don't know, uh, do you, Leah or Leah? Both. Leah. Leah. Both. Yeah. Um, when I was a little kid, I was fascinated with the Guinness Book of World Record, and at the time, it was a little book like this. It was a paperback, and it was thick, and it had every record in it. Now it's like a skinny hardback, and it just has a few with pictures, and it's really a shame. I wish they would. I like the one that has all the records. Yeah, it's like that. When I was a kid, it was amazing. <laughs> it was a small paperback that had like 10,000 pages. It was like the Bible. The writing was so small, only little kids could read it. Yeah. And I was fascinated by it. And so I stumbled across Leah on Instagram and I saw that she set, she set, uh, I think 20, 20 records in 2020, 27 in 2020. 20, uh, I think I did 15 in 2020, something like that. 
Okay. She said a ton of a ton of records and um and I was just fascinated and I was like, oh, maybe I'll I, I have a blue check mark. Maybe if I DM her, she'll DM back. And like a sucker, she fell for it and bam. She's here. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time. I, I'm I'm so shadow banned. My account is worthless except for the fact that I that I can DM I, that blue check mark will get people on my podcast people will respond to it and and i'm I'm the same way like if you dm me and you have blue check mark i'm like oh who's this and it's always like some <laughs> volleyball player with like 1200 followers from like ukraine or serbia i'm like the fuck how'd you get a blue check mark <laughs> um can can we can we did where did your parents meet by the way your mom's from guatemala you said yes um they met in israel they were both um out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my mum grew up in like a very um it's quite intense over in guatemala it's a yeah. very it's very um a lot of social class type a lot of standards a lot of things to live up to and be part of and my mum is a non-follower of rules and decided it's not for her and she wants to travel so she left my dad was Pretty much after the same thing, and they met on an all pan. And then, what was the word you used? Home. They met on a what? All pan. So it's a kibbutz. Okay. Yeah. And will you tell us what a what a what a kibbutz is for people who don't know? It's basically so, like a farm where kids go to pr- to pretend like they're old school Jewish people, but really they're just to meet their mate and fuck. Um. So. <laughs> In, I don't like to think of my parents like this. So this is like okay. the PG version. Um, okay. So Kibbutz is basically a community that all, a load of people that all live together. And back in those days, you would all live in like a village, which is all secured. Um, there were 400 people living in this particular Kibbutz. Um, and everybody has a job. Nobody earns a salary. Everyone works towards a community. So my dad worked on the farms there and my mum worked in the chicken coops, in the kitchens, um, doing laundry and things like that. So it's a very wholesome way of living. And at the same time, you kind of learn Hebrew. You do all your classes if you need to convert or whatever it may be. You can also do that at the same time. So it's 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 like church camp, basically, but hardcore. And, <laughs> and, and, and you meet, it's a good place to meet a mate of similar similar values. Yes, I think it's a great way to just broaden your horizons just across the board with people from around the world all seeking out their heritage religion something else other people and kind of getting out of like that small town mentality which they may feel like they're living in wherever they are so yeah it's like burning man for jews do you know what burning man is (laughs) It wasn't a cult. It's not a cult. <laughs> no, Burning Man's not a cult. It's a place where rich people go to do drugs in the desert in the United States. That's exactly what a cult would say. No, 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 no. Burning Man's a huge party. That's I just saw these it. aerial views of these circular farms, and Burning yeah. Man, Burning Man's kind of like that. It's a big circular just drug fest. Okay, and um, and does your mom speak Spanish? She does. Oh man. Yeah. Um, and have you done a kibbutz? No, I have not. Oh, and how old are you? I'm 31. And you got a, a a buff like bodybuilder boyfriend with like tattoos and stuff too. I see him like like in some of the videos, right? Um, I am single, but that was my ex-boyfriend. Yes, thanks for making it awkward. Oh yes, very <laughs> awkward. So your life, man, your life really is. Um, man, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, and, 
Do you have an agent? I don't have an agent. I manage all my own contracts, all my own jobs, etc. Wow. Man. Why you don't you don't have well, I'm going to start in the middle here. When you and your boyfriend were together, was he a big part of your business? Um, he was a big part of my mentality. So he was ex-military. He was working as a psychotherapist. So I learned a lot about psychology, about performance anxiety. And what he was good for um, as part of my kind of world is that he knew that I had certain insecurities. He was very good at putting me on track to perform well. So that was where he kind of came into all of that. But ultimately, before that relationship and now, as I am now, um, I do everything for myself, which is videography, photography, anything to do with presenting, eating, performing, world records, all the paperwork, admin, contracting, everything is me. Um, wow. Is this the same gentleman you met? And is this the same gentleman that showed you the bikini contest in 2013? No, it isn't. Um, so a different guy. Was, okay. I, I seem to be finding these buff guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I mean, shit, look at you. Like you're not, you're not going to date Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> it depends. It really depends. Um, no, my, in 2011, my boyfriend then was a bodybuilder. I had no idea about bodybuilding at all. I was just this chick. Um, I was overweight as a child. I was very insecure, incredibly insecure. Um, and I didn't like the way Me that too. I looked. Me I too. still, I think it's pretty common, if I'm honest. Um, I didn't really like the way that I looked, but I wanted to do something about it. So he suggested to me, um, why don't you learn a bit more about nutrition, get into bodybuilding, and you can kind of develop the body and build the body that you want to build as opposed to just eat to gain weight. And I got into bodybuilding and I got into weightlifting, and it really did change my life because it created a level of discipline which I knew that I had but I needed to direct it somewhere and I learned about nutrition and then the food came back into my life so I was an overweight kid who loved food and then I thought I had to take that out of the equation to be skinny and I lost weight but I wasn't happy food came back in my happiness came back and the body started to build so I got myself to a point where I was happy with what I was doing and I was able to maintain it fairly easily and then the competitive eating kind of crept in to my world. And now I'm just this balancing act, like with calories every single week. It, it is a phenomenal space you're in because mm. food is the ultimate drug. <laughs> yeah. it, it obviously, every time you stick something in your mouth, um, your hormones do get affected. I mean, it is the controller of our hormones. Um and what's the least you ever weighed? There was, in one of the podcasts I was watching, you said that you were determined to get to a size zero. What? Well, not me necessarily. It was just that was the fashion at the time. So mm -hmm. in the UK especially, and I remember this distinctly, there were magazine covers all over the place. Um, we're talking 2004, 2003, mm -hmm. and it was just advertising Victoria Beckham, um kate moss that really tiny oh yeah kate moss was looking, a stick yeah, yeah 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 the wafy looking gaunt face that was what was fashionable at that time and me i was i was not even built to be that size so it would never have mattered how hard i dieted and nothing i would never ever be what i envisioned myself to be but i was 
fascinated with the modeling world, fascinated by supermodels and fashion. Well, you wanted to be attractive so people would like you, right? I mean, that's what I wanted to be. Yeah. I I wanted to be attractive so that I could like myself more. That was Mm. more the thing. I, I struggled because I stood out so much the way that I was, the family I was from, the my background, everything was different. My your, your family's weird. Even wait, do you live in London? Did you were you raised in London? No, I was raised in Birmingham, which is the second city. Okay, I just think of the UK as London, but so were were you just the weird family? You got the Jew, Guatemalan, Polish, like you guys were like the monsters, like just like you just culturally just were different, like you ate different food, you guys talked different, you guys were just smarter than everyone, the whole. So I find that I relate the most to when I speak to like Indian girls and they tell me about their school experience back at the same time as me. It was like I was the only Indian girl. I was the only person with the different food and the different mum and the weird accent. And I never swore and I had a level of respect for teachers that other kids didn't have. I could make a bed and I could cook from a very young age. And I had capabilities and a personality that other people just didn't. And I think that that was so um, brought, it was just so looked down on by other kids. And I was entirely unfanciable. I found it. You were un- unwettable. You were unwettable. Unfanciable. I, I people just. I just wasn't in you any way. I, you? I didn't. It was. What's that mean? It just. It means. Um, so you know what fancy mean when you fancy someone, you are like attractive. If you're attractive, oh someone yes, yes, you, yes, yeah. I was un- unfanciable, so I just had nothing attractive going for me at that time in that place, and yeah. so with all of my friends being attractive people and all of this I felt very much the outsider so for me it was all about conforming to become um I really just wanted to stand out less and I started to wear a lot of black but yeah I I just wanted to stand out a lot less than I did yeah as a boy in that same situation you just want one girl to like you (laughs) (laughs) can someone just like want to hold my hand or like talk to me or like if I give you five bucks will you say I'm cute and then that that one girl does and you're like anybody but you yeah yeah i know (laughs) it's you're right you're so right it's so fucked up immediately no (laughs) it's so fucked up yes well you nailed it when you said you just wanted to like you yeah and and when when you're doing it the way i was doing it and you want just other people to like you then there's no end to it you're never satiated yeah um so i think that that's where i went right with my whole self-development I didn't go to the gym for anybody else but myself I didn't diet for anybody else but myself I didn't learn the things I learned for anybody else but myself and that's why it's been so it has its longevity because I've never ever performed for anybody else it's all been a very selfish journey to be honest I've been doing everything purely to better myself I figured if I'm good then I'm going to be good to other people so that's that was always my thinking um th- these videos where you put a hot dog down yes if that hot dog were to come up would it come up whole <laughs> that's a good question I, I would one's just, never come I back up no like once it's down like it's it's like way down like it's, it's inside 
Have you ever put one in and it just fell out your ass? Like you put it in and it just fell out your ass in your pants? No, okay, okay. I'm not like a vending machine. People think that like like, give me a smack across the head. You just, you know. Um. I'm going to say something that I have no business saying. Uh, so oh, just tell me to shut the fuck up. But I, I think that I don't know if he even has a girlfriend, but I think if you were to date David Blaine, <laughs> you would, you would explode into a whole nother category of like, I don't know if you want to be famous, but super, super famousness because I like, I just think that, like there's these people, there's these people like it, it, it's never someone who's like a cancer researcher who discovers the cure for cancer. It's always someone who's like in physics and their hobby yeah. is like playing with insects. Right. And then somehow yeah. they see something that sparks something like, oh, my God, that will cure cancer. I, if, if you were to mix with a magician of that caliber, something would yeah. happen to you that would be like, I think, like on on fucking do you know him have you ever met him you know david blaine i i have, I have not met him i think do you know who he is or? I, of course yeah the magician yeah yeah, I know yeah. Who he, is. he not, might even be from him. your part of the world he might have a funny accent like you okay one of Does us he? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is blaine one of those brits one of my tribe I think he, yeah, he looks him. all he looks all proper and um Let's find out and smart like like Leah, Leah. <laughs> he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. However, yeah, <laughs> he may not. No, he's, he's born in the U.S., New York City. Oh, oh okay. Doesn't seem nearly as interesting. But yeah, it would be the ultimate magical act. Oh, do you wait. find him attractive, David Blaine? Um, not particularly. I wouldn't say that he's my. You know, it's difficult for me to say because I was thinking about this recently about my type. I do have a type. I think everybody has a thing they're attracted to. But I think ultimately, when I meet somebody in real life, there's got to be something beyond a connection, beyond confidence that I find attractive about a person. And it may be something that they may be really un, maybe really insecure about that I find really attractive. And I think that comes from, I have like, I'm like a, a, a wealth of um, flaws and I always love the idea of somebody liking the thing that I like the least because it will make me feel really good about that one thing. And I think that I've sought out that thing in other people and I find it really quite endearing. Um, so, yeah, I tend to just go for a person because of that thing that they have about them. But I need to meet them in real life and converse and connect and see, see if they've got that. Um, can you give me an example of that? Um, so I, I tend, okay, I'm really, I'm really exposing myself here. So everybody listening, <laughs> um, I have had a thing for people with ears that have stuck out a little bit. Oh, wow. I've always been really insecure about it, but I really find it attractive and it's the most bizarre thing in the world. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know what it is. I, I know they're insecure about it, but I absolutely I find it so I don't know. I just find it so alluring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I'm only I'm only five foot five. Oh, I can see that. <laughs> And and I had this girlfriend. I had this girlfriend in way back in college, and um, she was six one, 
And wow. she said she liked me because I reminded her of one of those little jam jars. Stop <laughs> it. I was like, all right. Stop it. Fuck a Jew then. Just, I mean, fuck an Armenian then. Yeah. Then let's, Stop. let's, yeah, she That's told me that. Hilarious. I was like, wow, this is, this is a little jam. No one's ever said that before. I've never heard a woman say she's attracted to a dude with his ears to go. I used to like it when I'd be like, I, I, well, I shouldn't say like, not like it happened all the time, but when I was a little kid, I was watching um, like kids jeopardy or something. And there was a girl up there and she was answering questions and she was really pretty. And Alex Trebek's asked, Oh, do you have a boyfriend or something? And she goes, no, but I really like chubby boys. And I was like, Oh, I'm a chubby boy. That, that's the only, only time I ever heard that. That's <laughs> the funniest thing in the world. You know, I, in terms of height. So this is like the opposite for me. I, I'm a tall, like I'm quite a broad, quite a big girl. I used to play rugby. I've always been around guys yeah, that you're, are bigger. Your and back I, looks amazing though in that picture. You do look I'm, really I'm broad, like, but you have an amazing back. I mean you have an amazing you. body, but your back's awesome. I'm a I'm a big, I'm a big girl. I think that any guy that's kind of intimidated by that kind of like a built woman, um, I, I use it as like weeding out the weak. Yeah, um, and I find that men with lots of confidence and like a good build will sort of appreciate that and um yeah i just i've never been attracted to guys that i feel are smaller than me in any way even if it's like lighter than me or weaker than me oh that sucks you're yeah i'm glad i'm old and married you're fucking everything up for me (laughs) ruining everything for everyone hey if i heard you say that if i was at a party in college and i heard you say that I, you would just have a giant target on your back i'd be like i'm smashing this chick i'm gonna so i'm gonna marry is, her the challenge is yes the challenge the yes. Yes. it's the most bizarre thing to me because i'm very black and white especially when it comes to men and if i'm not interested i'm very like very open about it but british men don't take that lightly and they will be like you are going to be my wife yeah, <laughs> especially because I'm too short for you. <laughs> right, exactly. How tall are you? I will you? find you, and I will marry you. <laughs> how how tall are you? I'm five eight. And 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 what's the least you've ever weighed? Um, the least I've weighed is like eight and a half stone, but I sit comfortably at twelve and a half. What can you, Susan? Could could you convert to yep. something for me? Whatever we do. Uh, and, and what's the most you ever do you do you fuck with the scale do you have a scale at home like is it something no you have? no no i go by um kind of the way that i feel the way my clothes fit yeah and me too generally yeah generally speaking at the moment i understand myself so well and my schedule so well everything's so calculated that i don't often um diverge too far away from my natural set point with my weight so it's not really an issue anymore for money wow Wow, 119, that's nothing. Yeah, that's I was skinny. I was, yeah. For me, <laughs> for me, yeah. that was small. Holy cow. And what's 12 and a half, Susa? We can you do that one for us too? Mm-hmm. You have the bandwidth for that? <laughs> do you so you don't know the most you've ever put on in one in one like like that one time you ate eleven pounds of, of like shish kebab? Like um, you, of like meat or something you you don't know like how much d- that puts on you so it will be so it's quite it's difficult to say because the physical weight after doing a food challenge isn't what you'll be the next day um if you keep on top of your water intake you will um not uh hold any subcutaneous water so you won't hold 
any water from the sodium, the food that you've eaten, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the weight necessarily, you don't just get fat overnight. Your whole I do. weight. I do. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> People say, I eat one meal out and I'm 10 pounds heavy. I'm like, no, you don't. Dude, See, I, Leah, if I eat like uh, like two pieces of cake, my chest turns into tits. How much water do you drink? I don't know. Not I don't know. Not a lot. Not enough. Not yeah, enough. Not I never drink water. <laughs> I mean, I drink coffee. There's water in here. Yeah, but that's also a diuretic, so it oh. is also making you dehydrated. At the <laughs> I have to poop. I have to poop. And also that the the. You said something about the tomatoes. You ate the tom- you, you had the tomato challenge, and yes. um, that was one of the world records you set in 2020. Yeah. Can Can you tell us about that? Um. Yes, I was in lockdown and I was trying to find records to beat, and I found this tomato challenge, and it was one of the easier challenges I think I've ever done, but also one of the best performing videos I think has ever been of me on the internet. And it surprised me because so many people hate tomatoes. I love them, but me too. Yeah, I, I love ate, them too. I ate eight, I think, eight tomatoes in a minute. Six, six or eight. I think it's eight. And 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 they're it's based on their size. You weigh them. Yeah. There, there's some cat. Tell us how. Two two things. I want to compare that video to to some other ones in a second, but um, tell us like, is it how is it working with Guinness? Is that fun? Is okay. it easy? Is it is it stressful? Is it tedious? And like, tell us like like what you need to know as you go into a challenge. Give us the rules. Like, if I want to go to the store right now and I wanted to break the eight tomato record, what what do I have to do? Okay, so working, you're not really working with Guinness World Records. You are submitting evidence to them to prove that you are able to break a record. So it's not like it's a collaboration. It is. I am a punter and they have a thing that I want. And so I have to be good enough to be part of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So you'd have to go online, find the record that you want to beat and apply for it. The application form tends to be quite long, but once you get through it one time, you know the, the tricks. Um, then you have to wait to get approved. You get the guidelines and then you have to follow every guideline. With this tomato record, They'll give you the current record, how big the requirements are for the tomatoes or the item of food you're eating. And by big, you mean weight? By big, you mean weight? Weight. But sometimes they ask you to measure, like you have to measure the sausages or measure the pickles. Um, You have to show like a clear timer on screen. That has to be the title of the record that you're attempting. You have to present it in a certain way so it's very clear. You have to have a a main camera angle, a side camera angle, a slow-mo camera angle, continuous photos throughout the attempt, two witnesses, a timekeeper, somebody to sort of... Wait, two witnesses? Yes, two witnesses. Yeah, you need need to constantly have a, a group of people around you to be able to verify that you're doing this thing. You're lucky your your president didn't put you in jail for breaking quarantine violations. You got a really strict <laughs> guy over there, Mr. Fatso. We, no, we I mean were, that with love. I mean that with love. Yeah. I'm just concerned that he's going to die of COVID because he's so fucking fat. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I love Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, me too. I love him too. That's why he should lose um, some weight and be a good example for his people. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Not joining in. 
Um, so yeah, with the world record attempts in general, there's a lot of loops to jump through. We didn't break any quarantine rules because during quarantine, Guinness World Records dropped the um, impartial witnesses. So oh, have family members. How kind of them. Very. So then people could break records at home, keep themselves busy and submit their attempts. And they opened it out and made it more um, accessible for people like me. And yeah. Who would you use before people. when you didn't need impartial, when you had to have impartial witnesses, you just pull someone off the street? You'd go down no. there and be like, excuse me, sir. And they'd look at you and be like, come up to my apartment. And then you get up there and there'd be your two of your buff boyfriends up there. And he'd be like, <laughs> he's like, watch yeah, me eat no. these tomatoes, dipshit. And then he's like, sign here. No. Um, I So before lockdown, I broke all of my records on TV shows or oh. with Guinness World Records. So they provided everything that I needed and did all the application process and everything for me. And it was only in lockdown that I actually went through the whole process myself and like started to to do that. Um, the Sevon podcast is, has some breaking news today that has not been announced anywhere else in the world. If you need to break a world record during quarantine, you still need witnesses, but they can be um, family members. And that is the kind of deep insight you get <laughs> from this show. It's fa fascinating. God, it's so fascinating. What a weird world we live in. Yeah. Um, and, um, you, th this is exactly where my brain went when you said, because you said you're surprised that the tomato one did so well, my yeah. brain went to this, that if it's not shaped like a penis, yeah, it's not going to do well. So like, I'm uh, guessing the cucumber does well, the hot dogs do well, <laughs> the bananas yeah. do well, and then all the others are just like, fuck, like no one gives a fuck. Um, it's really difficult to know what people are going to respond to so i'm just so penis I biased do. i'm just penis biased I, i'm totally you're male you're, saying. you're yeah. male <laughs> yeah. you're male it's yes. the way that you yes. like i think for me especially i don't see things quite like that i just right. see something that i'm able to do and yeah. obviously the shape is very much easier to do i mean i've, I've done the egg record which performs very well and that's not phallic shaped so right, right. It's the male mind, and unfortunately, my audience is predominantly male to a to a degree. It's kind of balancing out quite a lot now. But um, how how is it that you have so many males and I have so many males? Do you wh what the fuck? Because I'm a cool girl. I oh I so that stuff. okay good that's good okay it's because I'm cool. Um, yeah it it I I I seriously just thought that I thought well if you ever just want to get a hundred thousand. Um, view what's the law if you just wanted to get a lot of views you could always anytime you put something in your mouth that looks like a penis it, it just will just be viral um well that's how i bait people on instagram yeah. i don't like to do it but instagram push you to what the people want to see yeah and it's either an over sexualization which i don't i just don't think that it's a very nice way to present yourself ever but sometimes you have to succumb to it so I try to marry the competitive eating or like this skill that I have with the sexualization, the cosplay stuff, the stuff that performs really well. And ever so often I have to drop something like that to like reignite my audience and then go, hey, cool, right. I do still do food challenges. They are on YouTube. That is what pays my bills. Go and watch them, please. And then come back and I might post something cool on here. 
you know it's just yeah. i'm just a businesswoman. Yeah. It, her, her top three videos are not it's like steak this is on youtube steak uh hamburgers there's like the impossible mcdonald's challenge and then the one you did with eddie hall which are can all we, can yeah. you pull those up can you show so it isn't that's fascinating um you know that um facebook was created so mark zuckerberg could get pussy I mean, like it's no, it's no secret. He admits that. Like that's why it was created. That's why. Yeah. That's why men do everything, uh, Leah. That's like, like we're born, and then we just. That's why your dad went to the kibbutz. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't doubt it. My dad's we're a just, real playboy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like so. The cereal. I, I, part of me, I, I'm gonna tell you, when you do the tomato one, it's really hard for me to watch. Like I feel this, like almost like involuntary, like gag reflex like i'm like yeah like, like i'm empathizing with you and i'm not figuring as you put it down i'm like ah, that's not gonna go down oh maybe all the boys who like your hot dog eating ones we're all gay maybe we're empathizing maybe. and we're living maybe. through you we want all that meat in our mouth holy shit uh-oh this is a really weird turn of events how do you feel uh, i'm uncomfortable i want to talk about cereal <laughs> um <laughs> the only one that i want to try is the cereal one? I mean, the ser- and I loved it that you said that those are your favorite ones. Are those still your favorite yeah. ones? Yeah, I love I love doing burritos and cereal. I find them just the most like satisfying. Like I like the the way that the cereal bowl goes down as you go through it, and when I'm editing it, it's really satisfying. It's nice. Wow. And because of how cereal is, you're not hit with this overwhelming weight. It's um, you don't have to constantly drink water. There's no oh. carbs to expanding your stomach. Like you're not getting any kind of adverse. Um, it's just, but I find it very tasty, satisfying. What What do you mean, no carbs to like? So, so in the last last 15 years, I was immersed in CrossFit, and we're not allowed to eat cereal in our cult. Like cereal is like the the worst thing you could eat. It's like it's yeah. Satan. And, yeah. and but, but I saw you, and and I really don't like Lucky Charms. They're too or Captain Crunch because they're too sharp. They hurt the roof of my mouth. Yeah. But, but, um, man, yeah, like I see that and I just, a part of me just wants to go to Amazon, buy that bowl and a box, I mean, a box of cereal and a gallon of milk and just do that. Yeah. I think it's a very tempting challenge because it looks so achievable, but it's a lot more difficult than you think. Like your, your, your stomach naturally sits around two fist sizes and this will probably take you to about two to four times that. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's not as easy as it looks. That's all I'm gonna say. And I I enjoy it because I can do it, and it doesn't really bother me that much. Cereal doesn't really um, stay on you for very long, if that makes sense as well. Um, it's kind of quick energy. You feel full. You go to the gym next day. You feel pretty fine. It's not a ton of calories either. Yeah. Um, the dairy content I would now probably avoid entirely, um, just because I've learned so much about dairy. Um, I don't have any intolerances, but I just try and avoid a large amount of certain things um, like dairy and sugar on my sort of day to day life. But if someone if someone tried to fuck with your record, you just go smash them. So every record that I've ever set, I did. I think it was Mo Farah that threw his arms out really close to the finish line and that slowed him down by milliseconds. I feel like I do that with every record that I do. There's always that bit at the end where I'm like, I've done it and I'm just going to prolong the end a tiny bit 
So if anybody comes anywhere near it, I know that I can break it again. And I feel like that kind of leaves this open door, makes it achievable, and then also makes it achievable for me to break again if needed. Oh man, you are you are such an interesting cat. <laughs> that you are such a well thought out person. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know if it's a compliment, just an observation. Um, yeah, interesting. Well, it'll do. Um, <laughs> I, I, so what software do you use to edit? iMovie. And are you self-taught? Yes. And I, you have this really, um, it's, it's so cool how you have this life. I've told this story a bunch of times, but you you are crazy successful and you have this life that's so tight, at least it appears to in your discussion. And by that, I mean there was a Harvard professor who was an entomologist, study of bugs. He was also a marathon runner and he was also an artist. So yeah. he made this loop around his cabin that was 26 yeah. miles. And every seven miles, he had a station where he would gather bugs and he would gather those bugs by putting rotting food there, like a rotting rat or a rotting bowl of bananas. And then he would go six mile run, sit down with his pad, draw, study the bugs, get his drawing and get his running in and run to the next. You have this life where you've made it, where everything that you're doing is interconnected. We haven't talked about this yet, but you are a, a a consummate. You work out every single day, basically. You're a seven day a week, or like all the good smart people on the planet. You are very you're you're a faster. You know a ton about um, metabolism, food, um, and you also um, like the arts of editing. And, and, and you're just in this um, and filming, and you probably know about lighting, and you probably know about different cameras, and you probably like appreciate the technology in the iPhone 13. Your life is just this. Um, there's not what there's not wasted. There's no there's not you got rid of the boyfriend. There's no friction. <laughs> you know what's interesting with you saying that? I studied architecture at university, so mm -hmm. my brain works very pragmatically. I think about how a space is built and what is needed for you to go through that space and make it the most efficient and effective kind of loop or circuit. And I think everything that I've learned from college, I studied business. So it was like straight up, you learn about what works, what doesn't work, keep it moving, being pragmatic, all of those types of things. University, I started to tap back into the creativity. Then I, I was a commercial interior designer. So I learned a lot about spaces, about people, about psychology, about colors, about um, a CAD, so like computer technology for drawings, etc., um, computer aided design, things like that. So I always had these things in the back of my mind that I knew I could do something with them. I just didn't know how I was going to use them. And in my space now, I'm finding joy in all of those aspects. Yeah. The gym is more of a habit than a hobby nowadays. I've been going to the gym very many years, keeps me on track, keeps me feeling good. It's a very selfish, again, it's a very selfish sport. It's not social. It is there. You're there to burn calories, to make yourself feel and look strong, um, possibly combat some injuries you picked up years ago, like me. I've slipped discs and done all sorts. Um, me too. Me I, too. I was also a bit of a gymnast as a child, so oh. I'm hypermobile. So I, I do a lot because I'm so hypermobile. I need to kind of keep on top of my flexibility and things like that. Maybe that helps towards eating. I don't know. But oh, I just thought of your first magic trick with David Blaine. Uh -oh. 
they fold you up really tiny because you're you're super mobile and put you in a box <laughs> that no person could fit in. And then and you dump <laughs> and, and then you and then you put in like 15 hot dogs and then open the door. <laughs> and the hot dog you think the girl's gonna be gone, but just the hot dogs are gone. Uh, I, I mean he'll think of better shit than me. I'm <laughs> David Blaine's mother was a was a was Russian and Jewish as well too. So Blaine's of course, of course he's Jewish. Jew. Why, Fuck why yeah. <laughs> if he's not, he's claiming he is. Yeah. I told my wife I'm a better Jew than she is. <laughs> yeah, probably. Does she get to be that. You hype up the tribe. That's what we need. <laughs> Dude, the tribe is dope. The tribe is dope. <laughs> we need more Armenians on side anyway. So get your tribe to join our tribe. <laughs> um do, do you know do you know your um Jewish history pretty well or a little little bits of it like the like the um, Malcolm Gladwell stories or like the Rothschilds or like um uh what's what's the guy who's everyone the Rothschilds there's two Jewish families everyone's scared of in the United States the Rothschilds and, and George Soros Sor- Soros Soros Do you know any of those stories? No, I don't. Um the Rothschild yes, but aren't they feared because they're very powerful and wealthy? Yeah, and they and, do and, and, sh- shady stuff. They, they, I can't remember which family it was, but I just loved it. I love this story. I, I can't remember the name of the city. Um, I can't remember the name of the city. Famous, famous city, maybe in Czechoslovakia. Is, is yeah, is that country even around anymore? Um, the former Yugoslavian Republic of Macedonia. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> one of these. One of these countries. Maybe it was uh, the city of is Budapest. What? 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 Anyway, I, I'm not uh, going to say anything more because I'm going to show how stupid I am. But basically, on the outskirts of the city, the, the Jews weren't allowed inside the city walls. So, they, and this is just like oh, 200, 150 years ago. So they made all the Jews sit outside the, the city walls in, in 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 the slums where all the piss and shit was. And inside the city walls, no no one was allowed to lend money. No banking was allowed. So what do the Jews do? They're like, well, we got nothing. We're on the outside of the walls. We'll start lending people money. Yeah. Within 150 years, those fucking poor Jews are not the biggest banking empire in the world. I think that's the story of the Rothschilds. And I'm like, yeah, you fuck nuts. You put them on the outside of the wall and made them fucking find a way to survive. Yeah. And they and they survived and turned it like it's. I'm gonna. Say, I was gonna say something blasphemous about Jesus, but I'll be nice. I like Jesus. <laughs> no, please, please, let's be nice too. Yeah, I, I like Jesus. He's cool. He has long hair. He does turn water into wine. <laughs> cool guy. Um. In this, in this, in this loop, um, is, is there room for you to be courted? Is there how how would how would suitors come in to to um, so how, how do you meet a, people? Uh, I do like to meet people quite organically. I I don't. I mean, I've only I've only recently come out of a long term relationship, and I'm not really looking nor like anything like that so at the moment I'm really just trying to focus on my business and growing my profile and my platform and trying to focus on just making this as big and in a very selfish way focusing all my energy in that um but generally speaking like I'm a very sort of old school mentality kind of woman I like a man to um kind of show up be reliable and be compassionate and be intelligent and make me laugh and take me out and treat me well and have his own stuff going on be ambitious and you know attractive and have like sticky out ears and you know the things that every girl wants you want fucking mickey mouse 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Successful, ambitious, and big old ears and a great smile. Yeah. yeah. Good um, smile. Very ambitious, has his own stuff going on. God, I, I hope some proud. I hope you get some marrying some dudes for. God, I, I wish I was I wish I was still in the game. I'd fly over there. My karma for no. my part, the karma can get me. Sticky out ears, five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> probably I, an absolute dime piece though to be fair i i i hear all of the it's so i hear all these people talking uh, we we live in this like i don't know how it is in the uk but we live in this world of like just the super offended in the united states it's such a fucking joke i, I but fortunately it's given me a, a great great <laughs> great great thing to leverage but we live amongst the super offended and i hear the shit that people are offended by and i'm like yeah. do you do you have any idea what it was like going to what it's like going to elementary school middle school junior high high school like the the, the things that people say to you like i would be standing around like 10 girls and just me and they'll be naming off traits that they don't like about boys and i'm like well i got that and i got that and i got that <laughs> yeah. no one seems to give a fuck about me and they're like come on someone let's go i'm like yeah hell, I, I, i'm still part of the group I had the same thing. As, like, uh, shut the fuck. And I'm glad they did yeah. that. I I wouldn't have changed anything for the world. I, I wouldn't have changed a thing. thing for the world. I loved them, yeah. and I love those girls for that. I agree. Completely. Yeah. Ah, I can't stand a short guy with a big nose who's chubby. Come on, Savon, let's go. You want to sit with us at lunch? Yeah. <laughs> it's character building. That's right. How how. You know you're a bit of an overachiever, right? Are you? You would you say you're a control freak? Uh, no, not at all. No, I would say that I'm very hard on myself. Um, I'm very, I judge myself very harshly, uh, but I'm not a control freak. Control freak. Um, I. The thing is, I don't really have an opportunity to be one. Is that weird? Um, I don't have anyone working for me. I've never had somebody working for me. So maybe you don't know. Maybe you are and you don't know it then. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I got the impression from listening to your podcast that you're very – maybe control freak's not the right word. I don't – maybe I'm being lazy. That you're very, um, let's say, hyper-organized. That there's, there's oh, yeah. a even, – even in your eating, there, there's, a, there's a profundity to it. It's not – there, there's, there's a style, there's a grace, there's a mission, there's tactics, there's strategies. Like as I listen to you through these podcasts, this isn't just hey, don't eat for twelve hours and sit down and shove your face. There's a yeah. you have a you talk about your mindset and, and these yeah. things are just c coming out these little pieces in all of your interviews. And I just think I'm going back to the to um, what it would take to be in a relationship with you. I'm just guessing like we're in this. It, it would take a very special person. Yeah. To, to to integrate with someone and it's the same thing with um these i i interview a lot of professional athletes and i just wonder how does this man who fights for a living i kind of think of you as a professional fighter by the way i interview a lot of professional fighters you do yeah oh tell me about that i see myself as an athlete above everything i see everything that i do is for a reason I, i'm not doing it out of vanity it's not the career choice that i would have chosen for myself i'm kind of making the most out of my situation i'm very opportunistic this has kind of presented itself and making the most of it i'm opening this door and creating this mold for other girls to jump into very unconventional ways of being and also showing people that like you can do both it's hard but you can do it um 
so yeah that's how I see myself I see everything is calculated because I'm an athlete I need to be able to do the fitness to do the food and then do the food to do the fitness and kind of allow that loop to happen organically that's interesting I also saw it because the commitment is massive and it's dangerous what you're doing is kind of dangerous uh, well, I think do dangerous shit. Say it again. Yeah, anything that's worth having and worth doing is going to be dangerous on a yeah. level. Um, yeah. But to the people that would show their concern, I'm a non-drinker, non-drug taking, non-smoker, mm. and lifelong, like lifelong. My biggest vice is food. My biggest love, like enjoyment, comfort, everything is food. I I don't go out on a weekend and get smashed i never have done i'm 31 and i've never been a drinker i've worked throughout my my teens and 20s and i've never put something inside of my body that i can't pronounce <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow wow yeah. wow wow that's a good rule of thumb right there. Just don't put wow. it in your mouth if you can't pronounce it. I was going to say a really crass joke i couldn't think of a country though i was going to say except for that man from but i couldn't think of when you say you've never put anything in your body that you couldn't anyway, sorry. Um, not that guy either. No, 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 not that guy either. Um, you don't have to, um, you, you're, there's this generation that I don't understand that like they, they require people like to text back or there. It, it just seems like this whole generation. It seemed like my generation was more needy than my parents' generation. And that this next generation is even crazier. Like some of the stories that I hear, like my boyfriend didn't text me back in for three hours. I'm like three out. Like, that's it. <laughs> and I just, I just don't, um, I, I trip on you people who are professional athletes because I, you're, I can't imagine anyone like taxing your system. Like someone who gets, someone who's in your life has to integrate with it. Um, they can't, so they, I just don't see them being able to, um, and it's the same with me. Like I, my wife cannot tax me. Like it yeah. has, we're like two, we're like two planets circling each other. And it has to but be that's that way. Perfect, right? Yeah. Like, I feel well, like I, I get worried when people say, "Do you take your wife for granted?" That's not good. And I'm like, yeah, "Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> of course." The moon's always there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I get a little like nervous. A healthy relationship is a planet circulating another, and I just think that you should be able to live in your own world and do your own thing, and then you collide, and then you have like this bit of a whirlwind, and then you move back off to your own your own things. With me, I don't find other people taxing. I find the people in my life, they benefit everything that I'm doing. They validate me. They validate my existence and my job and my livelihood. And they make me feel good about myself. And I like being in other people's lives too. So I think I, you see the light shift. That is the UK for you. It's probably going to go. Oh, again yeah, yeah. I saw that. Those are just clouds cruising in front of the yeah. sun. Oh, that's this cool. is like yeah. quintessential UK lighting. It just comes in and out. But yeah, so I feel like I love, I love love and I like liking someone. I like being around people. I like enjoying life with other people, whether that be friends, family, uh, a man or whatever it may be. I don't find it, it shouldn't feel taxing and I don't find it taxing if I'm actually in it. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not interested in a guy, I just won't entertain at, like at all. I don't. I don't need to do that. Do you enjoy being? Do you enjoy being around your family still? Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. being around my parents. I'm actually planning to go and see them tonight. <laughs> awesome. How far are they from you? 
like five minutes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what do they say about your um, profession? And do they so realize how do they realize how fa- multifaceted it is that you're you're not just a professional eater that you're a filmer you're a YouTuber you're a businesswoman do they realize the whole that like it, it's a different game these days Yeah it's interesting because my parents are super old school so they don't really understand the social media thing mm-hmm. so it has been hours of me explaining to them like the just complexity of what it is to have a business online and be the person and the film crew and the director and the creative director and the presenter and the eater and the performer and all of this stuff. At the start, they were like, are you sure you want to quit your stable job from this this career that you forged out of education, all this stuff that you worked so hard for to eat food for a living? And I, it's a very, very like valid question. And I appreciate them for questioning me and actually making me think about it. But it was the greatest decision I ever made. And I don't think that if I wasn't if I wasn't as good as I am and I have the world records and I do the TV things and get all this, like I have a really good life out of it. My parents are my biggest cheerleaders. But if oh. I wasn't number one, they wouldn't be so proud, I'm sure. <laughs> but they they promote me so much. They're like my biggest PR, my biggest ever. It, it it is it is the um I don't know what the what the word is confluence is that a word it's, it, it is a, it is an incredible crossing of things um of the first thing I, I think it was my mom yesterday I was she she came over to my house and I was in the garage riding the assault bike and I was watching a video of you and my mom goes who's that and I told her and or or maybe I told her what I was doing maybe she didn't see you and then she, I told her what you do and she goes oh is she fat and I yeah. go actually no she's not. And, and it, I, I, I think that would be like the, when anyone thinks of a professional eater, they just think of some, well, like the larger the person, the faster and more they can eat. And so there's this really fun, um, myth you're dispelling because yeah. not only are you not fat, but you are beautiful and you let us see your body. So, yeah. So there's this um, – it's like – I don't know if you know much about CrossFit, but at the CrossFit Games, there's this thing where everyone's like, oh, the athleticism, this, that, this. I guarantee you no one would watch that shit if the women weren't yeah. running around in their underwear and bra and the dudes <laughs> had their fucking – were wearing a fucking overall. Like the coolest yeah. thing is watching one of those dudes like barely clothed turn a corner around a cone and you see abs and lats and veins and shit popping out. Like we don't – it would be like going to the zoo and the giraffe has a sweater. You'd be like, what yeah. the fuck? I came here to see his neck. You got a turtleneck on him? Take that shit off. I want my money back. And so there's this yeah. there's this component to what you're doing that's like, like, look, this is the this is like in car racing, we want to see the shell on the car. The car looks stupid with the shell off. But yeah. in professional eating, you're like, holy fuck, look at this woman's body. On one hand, she's doing this thing that you think is a, what a fat person does. And the other thing is you want to take her out to dinner and have kids with her. So there's this <laughs> There's this mix of like emotions. That's yeah, so you, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're breaking the mold. It's not. Yeah. I mean, you sit next to Eddie Hall. He looks like a human trash compactor. He looks like you could throw a license plate at him, and he. <laughs> he made me look like an infant. I was so <laughs> so tiny next to him. But you yeah, really he, liked him, right? You said a lot of nice oh, things yeah. about him. Yeah, uh, he's such a gentleman. Yeah, I really enjoy. 
I enjoy his character. I admire him. I admire his work ethic. I think that he's he's fantastic, and he, I'm glad that he's doing as well as he is. It's nice, nice to see. Is there anyone that's ever intimidated you in an eating competition? Directors of TV companies, directors mm. of all TV shows. I find them incredibly intimidating because they're they just, ass, are, because they're assholes. And they're just you can so, say it. No, so you know you were saying earlier about. Um, that would other people be too taxing and you're giving too much of yourself i find directors don't allow that like i don't care who you are why you're here like i'm doing all of this and you're part of all of this so that's how i feel like directors like i i come through with like this really light energy and i feel like they are just like it's so intense and it's a bit much for me so yeah they intimidate me <laughs> but 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 no one you've ever gone against you've never like walked into a room and there's some lady sitting there and you're like holy fuck she's gonna eat 24 hot dogs in a minute and eight seconds and i can only do it in a minute and nine uh well um i don't think i've ever been in that situation but i've been up against molly skyler and molly skyler is She's not intimidating because I think she's wonderful, but she's a very good eater. So I know going in that I'm going to lose. Um, and so I just accept my fate and I lose gracefully like us British people do. Uh, um, I, I have a, can you show me Molly Schuyler? Yep. Um, do, you, do you have a nemesis? No, I don't believe I do. Yeah, you need one. If anyone's listening, any 16-year-old girl or boy is listening. And and is this is this um is professional eating competitions, are they separated by sex or it's just it's a free-for-all? Um men and women, cock and balls and vagina go against each other. It's a free-for-all for the most part, but uh Coney Island, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest is split with men and women. Um the women's champ is Mickey Sudo. The male champ is Joey Chestnut. And Joey Chestnut almost doubled what Mickey Sudo has done the last what? eight years. Yeah. He did like 84 hot dogs or something crazy. She did like 40 in 10 minutes, by the way. <laughs> it's, uh, it's no joke. I heard you say... You were doing a, a competition with the, with the giant fish, and I appreciated you putting it on your YouTube. And it says, and, and you failed the competition, and, and you showed us. Well, my first question yeah. is, did you cry after that? No, I no. was upset, but I didn't cry. Okay, and um, you said you're full. You said there. You said there's no more room. Yeah. And I immediately thought to myself, I have this woman has an oh self awareness about her. Yeah. And in, in her insides yeah. that like I don't have. Like um, yeah. what does that mean you're fool? Or you, the way you worded it, there's no more room. I was like, man, is she like has she is she inside of there? Like I almost imagine like a little version of you in your stomach being like, okay, hot dog, scoot over, another <laughs> one's coming down. And like like you're like making like there's like something in there making room. So it, it, to try and keep it as sort of um I guess graceful as I can. As a competitive eater, you've got to know what your capacity is. For the most part, I know it by weight and by how it looks physically in front of me. With that particular challenge, they it's not regulated. So they told me it was a certain weight. And when they were putting it together, they were not weighing it. They were just going, put some more on top. And so they just kept putting chips on. 
Um, I was unwell going into that challenge um, and I probably shouldn't have even gone to film it. So I ended up going there and even from the first bite, you could tell my brain wasn't in it and none of me wanted to, to, do, to do that. So I got to a certain point where I could either sit for another 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes and try and get the rest of the food down, but I can guarantee I'm going to be sick or I can stop and live with feeling full and knowing that with a little bit more practice and some regulation of the challenge, I can go back and smash it and set a record and do a cool job. My issue with food challenges that are not regulated is that it's not an even playing field. It means that nothing is fair. It is not a race. It's not a match. It's like saying, because you're a professional, we're going to add extra food. It's like telling Mo Farah has to run an extra five miles. it It doesn't work for me. So right. for me, the loss. It's not professional, that's for sure. No, no mm-hmm. it's not. It's not, but they don't see it like that. So I would often say competitive eaters are keep us on side because we're promoting your business, your food, keep us sweet because ultimately if we're happy, that whole experience, that video is going to come out amazing. If we're unhappy, if we have been given too much food, if we've been done over or feel like we've been mistreated in any way, like you're missing out. It's a shame. Yeah. And for four people to successfully in the whole of the UK, I mean, to successfully achieve a challenge that is achievable and delicious and whatever, hundreds of people will go and try it and fail. Right. And pay money towards it and more promotion for the venue. So that's <sighs> why I'm Go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say that that's what I'm working towards achieving is a better understanding of what a challenge is and why it's so important for it to be regulated. How did you know you were full though? That's the part I'm getting at. Like, do you feel it up here? Or I feel like I'm going to be sick, and I know what that feeling is for me. And like, like, like when you say sick, like it's going to come up. Yes, and I don't want to ever push myself to that point. So I know if I keep going, knowing that I'm never going to end the video gracefully, I'm never going to be able to face this challenge again because I will be traumatized from that experience. Oh. Um and there's a lot of things that go into it psychologically. Like you need to really understand where your line is. And that it, you look at that, you think there's not a lot of food that you could probably finish. But my point in this space is I didn't beat the previous record. So I wouldn't have been happy even if I'd finished it. Yeah. So I thought me, I thought it was an awesome video. I I liked how you ended uh, it. I you were so vulnerable. You you I liked it. It was like one of my favorite videos. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's nice to hear. Because people want to see that, right? That's where they get to know you. They've seen you come across the finish line like this, you know, a thousand times. It's cool to see like another side of you, how she handled. But I did think that you cried afterwards. I'm like, fuck, man. And I like that because it made me think, I'm like, man, she takes this shit seriously. Like this is like she's a pro. Yeah. Yeah. I do take it seriously. I've only ever cried with wins rather than losses. Uh, Mm -hmm. Losses I get very disappointed and I become very sort of sulky, <laughs> moody. <laughs> um, and then I just get over it and you know, get on to the next challenge. That's the beauty of this is that there's always another, another opportunity to go again if you need to. <clears throat> do, you, do you have something like lined up uh, now? Like so you have a, a target? Um, not really a target. There's a pancake day is next week and that's quite a big day in the UK. 
So I'm doing pancake themed videos. Okay, can't can't someone be like, hey, here's ten thousand euros, come eat pancakes at my restaurant? Like, isn't that on Pancake Day? Can't there yeah. be like that? Yeah. Is there that? If it, when the opportunities arise, I work with a lot of restaurants. I work with a lot of um, different organisations to make content, and part of that is, hey, can we have you come in and set a record on this, or can you come and help us design a challenge? We want to introduce it. And we want you to launch it or like this is basically my job. So my, my job is to work with venues, work with restaurants, develop or do challenges, relaunch them, launch new ones, etc. And that's part of the creativity for me. And I enjoy that. Who, who's this? Sorry, I'm going to go. I'm getting all over the place here. I'm getting squirrely. <laughs> who's this super hot singer who killed herself? The drug addict chick. She was a great uh, singer. Winehouse. Oh, yeah. I just got an Amy Winehouse kind of like yeah. flashback by looking at you. Um, yeah. Have you heard that before, Amy Winehouse? Um, not for very many years. But it was uh, when I was really skinny. Like people used to tell me that I looked like Amy Winehouse. Yeah. But I didn't think that that was like a compliment. Oh, no, no. It's a huge comment. You look like a druggie. You look like a drug addict. You are a druggie. I mean, you are a druggie. It's just, you're just, your drug is... Adrenaline is my drug. Yeah. It, well, in food, man, that fucker is. That's a powerful. That's a powerful drug. Yeah. Um. Wh what about um? What? What? I th I think you're a more complex character. I think you're a very complex character. I think that if we bring you out of your element and we take the crew that did, I I didn't ever watch Anthony the Anthony. Oh, he froze. Anthony Bourdain show because he pretends to love them. Um, so I didn't get to watch Anthony Bourdain. But why why not take you and put this cast and crew around you and have you be the next Anthony Bourdain? I mean, you you are um you have everything it takes. Like why why not is anyone how how has not anyone scooped you up? That's what I was gonna ask too. Yeah, like where's the where's the agent? Where's the what's going on? Um, is there something in the works? Well, not necessarily. Um, there's been a lot of conversation and talks about a woman versus food show. So it would be like a that was the name of his show. That was the name of Anthony Bourdain's show, Man versus Food. No, um, oh. Anthony Bourdain was the is the chef, right? That um, he went round and, and tried food, but he didn't do challenges. Um, yeah, I think Adam you should Richmond. try. I think you should be trying food. I think that your show, your, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not poo pooing the challenges. I really like the challenges, but there's a sophistication and an awareness to you that's like, it's so you don't even have to dig deep for it. It's like, yeah, because I, because I love what I do. So yeah, they, you know, they, they feed off it. So. It's like yeah, you're I'm, so obviously a professional. This isn't like a um. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't a fucking hobby. I mean, you'd be so great at that. Like, you know, take it oh, Afghanistan or India, just like start just around the world eating food and, and, and talk and, 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 and the other experiences you would have and the, and the light that you could shine on those, on those cultures. I mean, you'd be great yeah. at it. Um, this is something that has been in my mind as like the, the big goal, the mm. big thing. Um, I'm constantly, on my own hamster wheel and ever yeah. so often something will come in and I'll be in talks about that and this has been brought up several times 
and it's a lot of hot air, but unless I see something in front of me, yeah. I'm never going to believe it's going to happen. Yeah, me so, too, me too. So I, for me, it's like when I get the, like a solid offer, this is what we want to do. This is how it's going to happen. This is what we need from you. It is what it is. Like I, I'd love to be part of something like that. I don't have the facility to create it myself. Um, I would be a presenter on a show. Um, right. So I would need the <laughs> the financing, the like producers, the company, all of that stuff. Do you ever have plans to build more of a team out underneath you so people could start to, so you could move a little faster, you could focus on what you do and let them go seek those things? Is there any thought of that? Or do you just like just being, just doing it all yourself, the one person show? You know, at the moment, I am not earning enough money to be employing other people. Mm. Um I am trying to get to that point and mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, there's a lot of plans building the website, making the merch, doing all of the stuff that's going to sort of create this mini empire. And mm-hmm. then I think when that starts to really grow legs, then I'll think about a team. I'm very skeptical about management. I don't think that I want to get into that until I need to get into real negotiations. Yeah. But at the moment, I work for what I'm comfortable to work for. I'm happy to negotiate my myself. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking like TV shows, then I probably will need someone to come in. I, I would suggest that you don't go with the manager. And in fact, I if you were going to start to build the team, and that's always the hardest part, because when you own a business, you actually own a job, right? And until you start yeah. employing other people underneath you, and it changes the dynamic because you're no longer doing the job. But in your case, it's a tricky situation. But I would say find the job that you hate the most, the lowest level job. And then find somebody that would do it for free. Because I think with the power of your brand, I think you'd be surprised if you put a little casting call. Now, it's going to take some vetting and weeding out some people over time. But then you could start to really alleviate those lower level jobs. And then you could start to feel out you managing them. So that way you never have to bring on a manager and you could still continue to kind of progress. Just just my little two cents. How dare you lecture the Jew on business? How dare you lecture the Jew on business? A bit of that position where you have all this work and you're like, how do I hire somebody, but I don't have the money to do it yet. And so that's always a tricky dichotomy to manage. And that's the way that, that I've done it. And it's, it's worked out so far pretty well. And then you can slowly build the rung up and then decide the jobs that you like to do the best as well as the thing you're doing now. Yeah. You know, the thing for me within all of this as well is like, I didn't know that I was ever going to get to the point where I would be looking to to expand, expand in that way. Mm-hmm. And a work environment for me is so important because I used to design offices and I know how important all of the things that are associated to a job are not necessarily just a boss like me, but like having like a nice environment to work in and having like a really positive sort of space. Um, I just don't know how it looks like what it looks like at the moment. And I've only been living like just to make it very clear, like I've only been living this life for a very short period of time. I don't know what life is I mean I started pretty much as business independently um in lockdown so it kind Mm. of started there and now the borders are open and I can go out and and travel and go to restaurants and film videos so it's all very small and very new very raw and very fresh and I'm building I'm building it kind of in this free world and I'm I I just don't know how that's going how it's going to look in a year's time. So did you say you're building it in this free world? Yes. 
Pray, you know. All right, all right. Pray. I don't agree with yeah. that. I, I just want to say for the record, I really like uh, Leah, but uh, I don't agree with the free world <laughs> part. Uh, but yeah. other than that, I think right. she's fantastic. Um, no. if you if you hired someone to do what you do, it would take you a million dollars. There's mm-hmm. and, and people don't realize that about entrepreneurship. The, for, by the way, those of you who don't know, you have to go check out uh, Leah's uh, YouTube channel. You have to follow yeah. her on Instagram. She is cool as fucking shit. I'm not even a food <laughs> uh, eating person, but Thank she's you. just a cool person and she's crazy vulnerable and she's like and she's crazy confident. And so it, it's a um, there's so many lessons pouring off of you. But what you're doing is this is a this is a we have um. So this podcast that we do, Leah, we, um, it was just Matt and I, and basically Matt's like, hey, you should do a podcast. So we started doing a podcast. And since then, yeah. two people have jumped on and started helping us. And, and both of them, especially this guy, Will, even if I paid him, I don't pay him any money. Even if I paid, if I put out a casting call, I couldn't hire someone and pay them $300,000 a year to yeah. do what he does. He builds yeah. the backgrounds. He built, he, he directs the website. He, he does fucking everything. And I don't know, like, and now the goal is just to get some sponsors and to be able to pay him. Right. Like, yeah, of course. I, I guess that's like what we have to do. I guess the, the machine just building stuff. Um, I, I can't believe that someone hasn't like this. It, it's just amazing how many people there there who aren't hard workers and go getters who want to like some kid out there who's 20 years old should see you and just be like, Holy shit. I just want to film this girl's videos for free for the next like five years. Like that's yeah. how I got started. I just went yeah. to CrossFit and I just wanted to film their videos for free. Cause I just wanted to like get stuff on YouTube. Like yeah. you are, it's not that you need them. Someone else needs you, you people yep. who are listening. Like if you're in the UK, like you need her. This is a one in a billion time opportunity to work your ass off for free while you're at your mom's house and just and and do like five things for Leah simultaneously. And, and because that's what you're doing right now. You're everything. Mm-hmm. You could never pay someone to do what you're doing. It would take it's it's nuts. Yeah, it's it's it nuts. I, people don't I get it. Much, no, I don't think they do. The, the people that get it do, though. I was speaking to I recently did a big project in Milan, like one of the biggest projects I think I'll probably do this year. Um, and I was sat with a team of people who were very curious about how I even got into this and all the story. And and they were like, wait, so you you go to restaurants on your own? I'm like, yeah, yeah I do. And as a woman, it sounds, it for me, I'm a, str- I'm a strong woman and very independent. I've always been like this kind of, a bit of a powerhouse in in that respect very stubborn and very stubborn uh, and I always felt very capable of doing things on my own and it's only recently that I feel I feel vulnerable like I feel vulnerable going to restaurants on my own with all of my camera equipment and trusting that nobody's going to do something or say something inappropriate and I, it's it's so weird but until you explain to people that yeah like I, I, I'm doing I'm doing it. I'm just trying to work it out. Um, until you actually explain to people, they don't really get it. The people that do will understand, though, that it is a, an awful lot of work. Um, and I put in the hours, but then I get the benefit. So it, it's to my convenience, and I, I only ever see it like that. 
for people who I, I just want to walk someone through the steps and I'm probably forgetting 50 steps, but she has to get herself personally ready. That's like shower, get dressed. She has to get all her camera gear and all that shit together. Then she has to figure, then she has to organize it and make sure all the cameras are started. One of the most stressful fucking things ever. Cause nothing can be stopped. Then she has to film it. Then she has to actually perform the athletic feat. That's fucking mind boggling. Then when it's over, she had, when she's full of shit and she probably doesn't want, she has to then be like, shit, I haven't worked out today, but I got to put, shut down all the cameras and recharge the batteries for tomorrow. And I got to get this uploaded to my computer and I got to make sure I don't lose this card. Have I uploaded that card yet? Have I done this? And then when she gets it all in her computer, she has to edit it, but then she still has to answer the phone because her mom called her, her dog is sick, or her boyfriend mm -hmm. just broke up with her, all these things. And then she has to edit it. And then like when you're all done and you're in it's fucking 1130 at night and you want to go to bed, you're uploading the video and you still have to sit there and wait because you have to hit a button when it's done uploading or you have to turn off your computer or I mean, it's never fucking ending for yeah. these people. There's no, yeah. there's no pussy YouTubers. <laughs> there's none there's none no. there's these two guys in the crossfit space marston and heber um and th the amount of work these two dudes do is mind-boggling but like it's all the shitty stuff that you don't see it's like the, it's, it's getting up at three in the morning and, and like for the fifth time making sure your your phone your batteries are charging even though you've already checked four times you went to bed because you're ocd you have they have to be charged i mean it's, it's just nuts the one it's, thing it's, for me that's yeah that it's interesting within all that and I need to kind of make it quite clear is that I will only ever do one shoot a week. So, uh -huh. to, so for me, it's not like an everyday thing. I couldn't right. manage, I couldn't manage it. I couldn't manage the calories, my weight, my mood, my sleeping patterns, nothing. So for me, yeah. it's, I film one challenge, whether it be spice, speed, quantity, whatever. Um, and I will like, exactly like you said, make sure that all my camera bags packed, everything's charged, get to set, set everything up, make sure it's framed nicely, make mm. sure that I feel like I can do this. I'm confident, get myself in a good headspace, film the video, be really excited about it. Even though a lot of the time I'm on my own in this mm -hmm. restaurant, trying to be enthusiastic to a camera about yeah. food I ate too much of. It and looks then, like you have a big crew, by the way. Yeah, it does. Yeah, all your I mean, shit looks amazing. And you're all happy and shit. And you're like, yeah. talking. it's crazy. It looks like it there's is. a big crew. And that's what you I know, meant about. Go ahead, Lee. Well, a lot of the time I'm speaking to members of the public, to uh, the bar staff, to like the waiter. <laughs> yeah. I'm normally just on my own with like strangers around me. And they all become very engrossed in the whole process. And they kind of become your biggest cheerleaders because in that moment they are your fans and you're there doing this thing they want you to do so you kind of feed that energy you you feed off of it and it's it's really actually very nice yeah and that's very what, nice. that's what i meant about getting somebody to come in for free because that's an amazing opportunity for someone who wants to get in the content creating space right they're just like hey i'll be the one that helps you set up the cameras i'll be the one that makes sure they're all recording i'll write down any notes you want i'll bring all the stuff in i'll bring it to your car and so that's what that's you got to find that enthusiastic person that'll just show up and yeah. you're free because they're just there for the experience to learn from you and that's essentially yeah. what i did with sev on here because i knew it was just going to be an amazing wow. learning experience even if nothing yeah. came from it what i would yeah. take away personally from it was was already going to be worth my time right oh, yeah, cool. so if anybody's out there listening in the uk and wants that opportunity dude bug her hit your yeah. wagon to her just I'll start clean up being the trash, intern for her. yeah fill your car up for hey, you. and, out car. and you know and we had people <laughs> we had yeah. who, who said that they were going to help us but they just didn't have 
the work capacity. And that's another yeah. thing. Like, don't bother Leah unless like you have the work capacity. Yeah, like, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. You will not, you will not be able to get your head wrapped. She works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no time off ever, ever, ever. And that, and if you want to hit your wagon to superstardom and to hard work and to go getters, that's what you're going to do. But if you have your life partition, like, well, I need this, I need this vacation. I do this. Like, that's not how this lady works. That's not how I work. Our whole life is a tight circle. Christmas yeah. day, Easter, our birthday, everything is working. If it doesn't fit in our life, it doesn't fit in our life. We're not compartmentalized. That's not how go getters yeah. work. Yeah. We have Stop. no balance. We have no balance. We yeah. all have balance. <laughs> My the, the community I'm in of, of, of all these these athletes and, and super athletes and um, fasting is like a huge part of, of you know it's like the trendy cool thing and, and probably very healthy to do. I stop eating every Saturday night and I don't start eating again until Monday morning. And I don't advise that for everyone, but I'm 49 years old and like all my shit's like slowed down. So it's like, it's fine <laughs> yeah. for me. But yeah, I, someone asked you, do you fast? And you said, yes. I, uh, or I heard two different kinds of answers. I heard, yes, okay. I don't eat 12 hours before a contest. Mm -hmm. And then I also heard you say that sometimes after one of these eating challenges, you won't eat for up to 48 hours. Is Did I hear that right? Yeah, both correct. So okay. I fast. So the reason why I fast is not just for the calories. It's also to make sure that my body is satiated. Like, And before a challenge, the goal is to have an empty stomach and just make sure that like you're ready, you're hungry, you can physically fit the amount of food that you need to inside of your stomach. So I fast 12 to 24 hours before a challenge, depending on the size of the challenge. I go in, smash it, have loads of food in me, and I just... In this space, it's so difficult to say in like indefinitely how long I fast afterwards. But I have done massive steak challenges where I've not wanted to eat for like three days. So it's not just the calories. It's the way that the calories are affecting your body, your mood, your energy levels. It's about being very intuitive, understanding that your body doesn't need calories in that moment. So eating really is not going to help your situation are you eating out of boredom are you actually dehydrated um and then i drink tons of water so that also helps flush out any extra sodium levels and things like that it just kind of balances you out in a really nice way so i do fast i fast in a very calculated way it doesn't bother me i eat for a living so if anything eating is a bit of a chore sometimes um and most days I train, so I really, I just, I live very intuitively around challenges. If I don't feel like eating, I probably am not going to, and it's not really going to make a difference. Um, do you know what a glucose monitor is? I do. Um, it's just to monitor your blood sugar levels, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And they're getting more and more fancy. Like I, I think there's ones where like you put a sticker on you and it stays on you, and then you just uh -huh. open up an app. Uh, I, I, it would be fat. You need it. Like if I'm some glucose monitor company, like I pay you a hundred thousand dollars just to wear that thing and do, and do mm -hmm. weekly reports. Like, mm -hmm. like what a cool you know, thing. 
to do yeah. to have you to have you fast for 24 hours and then sit yeah. down with fucking two boxes of uh, Lucky Charms and watch that fucker just spike. I mean, yeah. food companies would hate the shit out of you. But like, man, you're a, I mean, you're a glucose monitor company's dream. How are they not like up all up in your shit? And then would you believe that I've got low blood sugar levels? No, Naturally. I wouldn't. That's yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah. I so love I it. I used to faint. I used to faint a lot as a child. And I used to just like faint, get up, faint, get up, faint. And it's just because I had low blood sugar. So wow. my, yeah. I, I was, I was dieting from kind of the age of 11 and my mum kept having to take me off these diets where I was lowering my calorie intake, um, because of my, my blood sugar levels. So now so it's you like were dieting at 11. That's fucked up though. Right? Like I, I, yeah. I probably was doing that shit too. Like someone probably society, called me fat at school. Yeah. Society, education around nutrition. There was nothing out there. We didn't have social media. We didn't yeah. have yeah, we couldn't blame social media. We couldn't no, blame no. social media for our fucking eating disorders no. as kids. What the fuck? Who are we going to blame? No. You no. Bunch of pussy. Stop blaming everyone for everything. No. Stop blaming. Take care of your fucking self. What I mean is that social media has provided so many um, reliable sources of Oh, you're so education. positive. Yes. No, but it's true. I, I hear you. I, I, you're right. I know what they're talking about, and they educate everybody on calorie intake on like like a balanced nutrition on exercise on a balanced lifestyle not extremity not the cabbage soup diet the <laughs> i don't know what else diet that i did the fruit diet the yeah did you only eat, try to only eat grapefruit for a month absolutely <laughs> ridiculous like, i did all of these things yeah i did celery yeah. yeah did the celery did you know when eat, you eat like, celery you actually diet. burn calories because your jaw actually <laughs> expends more calories than it because your body's so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And you, you, you fainted once um, in a contest. You ate I so much. Out, yeah. Was that because the food was hot, spicy? No. no. Oh. No, I'll tell you why. Um, so I was given a, a massive amount of food. Uh, I was in Japan, so there was like this really weird communication issue. Um, I had a translator racist, while racist. we were filming. Uh-huh. Not certainly not racist. Um, whilst <laughs> we were filming, my um, I'll give you a brief overview. I'm filming a TV show. I'm going up against four men. Two were ex-sumo wrestlers, uh, an ex-sumo wrestler, an ex-football player, and two were comedians. I was sat in the middle. They gave us an amount of food that was more food than they had told me. They just said, eat as much as you can. The whole idea is that you're going to beat these guys. I'm thinking, okay, cool. We start eating this food. We're underground in a pub in Japan um, in this like really narrow, tiny bar area. And we have like 30 camera crew. Each person has a cameraman. Um, we have runners running up and down, lots of lights, everything. This is for a TV show. And I'm eating this food and it gets very hot. Like the room gets very hot. I'm drinking water. Like you're sweating hot? Like you're sweating hot? Um, Not not sweating, but I'm feeling like my core temperature is rising. And when you feel that, your body's reacting to something. Okay. So the food itself was- It was probably that puffer fish they slipped in there. Yeah, God, don't. (laughs) I'm so glad that it wasn't anything like untoward that way. But they gave us British food, but it wasn't British. It wasn't how we have it here. It was there. In, like take on it right. um 
I get through I get through most of the plates. Like I'm almost at the end and I feel like I'm gonna pass out. So I'm telling my I'm asking them how long left. They say five minutes. And I think, okay, I'm just gonna coast for the next five minutes, finish nicely, I'm the winner, happy days. The guys next to me kept getting up and going to the toilet and coming back and eating more food. And I'm like, this is not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. Like this is this is not right. So I'm sat eating this food. I decide to stop. They You're not allowed to do that because you could be making yourself vomit, right? Co- correct. So okay. you can't get up and leave the table. Like that's just okay. whatever you're doing, even just to go to the toilet. We are yeah. sat down for a maximum of 30 minutes. You can wait. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I end up sitting there. I'm really hot. I'm, I kept drinking water because I felt like it was cooling me down. I was telling my translator that I, I need to I need to stop filming because I'm not feeling very well. He's like, it's fine. Five minutes. Just keep going. Then they say, okay, <laughs> we're, going to go, we're going to go down the line and we're each going to do a mouthful of food. So they went round once. I did one tiny mouthful of food. I, I probably had like 500 grams left on my plate. They had full plates. Everybody yeah. had full plates. Yeah. So I'm thinking I've won anyway. Let's just play this game. So we went around the line a couple of times. And then I said, I'm done. I was like, I was zoning out because I used to faint as a child. I know what it feels like. I know when I need to stop. And I said, like, I'm done. Next thing I know, I'm waking up. I was on the floor. I blacked out. Lights were off. Everybody cleared out. They bundled me into an ambulance and took me to hospital. And they ran a load of tests and they said, look, everything's come back normal. You seem healthy to us. Like we don't see any problems. And what we think has happened is because you were subterranean, there wasn't a lot of oxygen. There were lots of people in the room and it got very hot. You were eating lots of food. So the oxygen from your brain went to your stomach to digest. And because that happened, you blacked out. And that was always going to happen. So they kind of set you up for that to, to happen. And when you said, I'm done, they should have cut and let you go like yeah. that should have been the end end of exercise um but the show never aired because they couldn't use the footage oh fuck um, me yeah well i i'm glad because that was a very embarrassing time for me and i don't know yeah. i thought i think it shows like commitment to the job <laughs> uh, well yeah i think a lot of a lot of men actually funnily enough were like I can't believe like you're so you ate so much food that you blacked out like that is badass. I'm like, is that yeah. badass or is that idiocy? Well, <laughs> that, well, it's a good experience. You'll next time you'll just be like, "Fuck you, I'm not eating." Does this translate to Japanese? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm hey, good. Um, was your boyfriend there or were your parents there? Did no, you have fa- you were by alone. yourself? Yeah. Oh God, that would sc- yeah. yeah, that's scary shit. Yeah, yeah. How old were you when that happened? Um, it was about three years ago, so I was about 28-ish. Man. Yeah, uh, that was tough. I one time went to Egypt to film a movie in the Sahara Desert, and and um, I landed in Cairo, and I had my camera with me, and I, I was questioned by, like, no shit, like, by 15 guys for, like, four hours until the airport was empty. And, like, all the people I went, and I was by myself. It's wow. di- it's a little different than passing out, but you don't want to be you don't want to 
uh, they kept asking me if I was Israeli or Jewish. They kept asking me what my camera was for. It was fucked up. <laughs> I seriously thought I was going to jail. I did not want yeah. to go to jail in Egypt. I don't know what made yeah. me think of that, but I was just thinking about what it's like to be alone in a foreign country and faint and wake up in a hospital. I would not like that. They're harvesting yeah, your I mean organs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've had you so long on here. Damn, we didn't even talk about. Oh, shoot. We have to have you on again. Oh, uh, let me ask you this real quick for before we let you go. Why the when you when you do the banana? Yeah. Why do you have the warning? Don't try this at home. What is and you're a, and you're very serious about it. It's not just like yeah, hey, obligatory, no. like don't try this. You're like, hey, listen, knuckleheads, don't do this. Uh, so, OK, this is. This really frustrates me because obviously, obviously, people are going to try it. Or if they do, it will only get so far they'll go, nope, because your body does not naturally want to do something like that. Yeah. I understand that. And I'm fully, like, I'm with you. I think, like, why would you be so serious about this? But I have had so many videos taken down because there's no warning. Um. And so I've had to put those warnings on. I do mean it. I don't want people to get hurt. And I, I don't think that people would ever get to the point where they would get hurt because the, the human body is very good at trying to keep you alive. So they, it wouldn't get to that point. But I wouldn't want somebody's demise to be my right. responsibility. So you could – someone could die. Well, I mean, when you do that banana thing – I what maybe I don't know why, but I just picture anytime I'm watching something. Maybe that's why I think so I can't watch a lot of shit on TV anymore. I imagine me doing it right, like you okay. you put the banana in, and I'm a, and then I, I start to like feel claustrophobic, like I'm gonna suffocate. <laughs> yeah, I've never had any kind of um, like choking traumas from childhood, which is what a lot of a lot of kids have. So because I haven't had that, I don't have that fear in my mind when I'm doing stuff like this. So people ask me this question all the time, and I think that it is part to do with trauma. What about that thing that hangs down in the back of your mouth? You know what I mean? Like, uh, is it an uvula? An uvula? Uvula? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that thing, the uvula. Um, when I was in college, like if I drank, yeah, you know, when I drank too much, um, uh, alcohol or something, and like I would come home from a party, I would try to put my finger back there and touch that and vomit up all the like alcohol uh, before I went like, to bed. Before I went to bed, yeah. how do you get the banana? Like, doesn't the banana rub on that thing and just make you want to gag? Like, that thing doesn't want to be I, touched, right? I don't have a gag reflex, and I never have done. I was always like that person that could brush my tongue, like Ooh. without it making me, <laughs> making me wow. gag. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had. There's been a lot of things that I've been able to do that I didn't know would ever become handy until this job. Like I had an addiction to chewing gum and I would chew gum all day, every day for years. I loved, I, I loved it. I, I still do. And it made my jaw so strong that now when I do stage challenges, I've never had jaw fatigue or jaw ache. Oh, wow. I, I have a super strong, very trained jaw from yeah. chewing gum. And I did, I'm not training myself to be a competitive eater. Like, I just wanted to be a normal chick. But I now have a very strong, resilient jaw. Yeah, you're in, you're in your path. You're in your flow. Do you take any supplements? Do you no, take any, like, vitamin A, vitamin C, creatine, arginine, beta, no, thought, alanine? 
<laughs> I, I used to take like a, a plethora of supplements, um, but I found that since I have a much healthier diet outside of food challenges, I don't really need to supplement too much. My body's pretty healthy. Um, but in saying that, I was thinking like a digestive enzyme would be a really great product to start mm. to market. Yes. Because a lot of people struggle with their digestion. And I was thinking about like a vitamin blend and call it shitamins. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow and it's been on my mind for the longest time i just thought it's so bad that maybe it's good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, on, the only supplement that i really take like that i that i like i really care that i take it's funny you say that is um on my days that i'm fasting i take yeah. digestive enzymes because i was told that you, when your stomach's empty you should pop those in there at, yeah. when you're fasting and i don't know why i don't notice any difference but um yeah. Do, do you do you ever get constipated? Um, do you even know what that pretty, means? I have a pretty, you know, a lot of people say that it's down to my age, but I have a pretty good digestive system. But I wouldn't do my job if I had problems. Like I just wouldn't, like I, it wouldn't feel, um, to me, it just feels so kind of effortless because I don't have these adverse reactions. So I right. think I'm fortunate. I also have a very active, very healthy lifestyle otherwise. Yeah. And yeah, I drink yeah. tons of water, which yeah. helps a lot. Um, somewhere, yeah. some, somewhere in college, I, I, I actually remember the exact moment. I was in college. I was in my 20s and I was in a cafe and I was taking a shit. <laughs> and I don't know why it took so long. Maybe some people still don't know this, but I realized you don't have to poop. I have tremendous focus. I'm all, I am like hyper fucking disciplined and focused. And I was just, I was just, I was just watching my breathing and I put all of my awareness on my, like, like around my anus as I'm sitting there and I'm breathing and the poop just fell out of me. <laughs> and since then now at 49 for the last 26 years, I've never had to, um, I don't have to, I never have to push. I'm I, like, I could poop and then I could command myself to poop again. Like I, there's no, I could poop just forever because I have such like, I can just relax. So I could like probably a eat a hot dog and let it fall out the bottom. If I was that relaxed, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, I bet you like a vending machine. Yes. Um, yeah. So for you, toilet time is like a meditative practice. Completely. And it's yeah. quick. It's quick. Like people be shitting on the toilet for like to five minutes I'm, or 10 minutes. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I wait till I'm like prairie dogging. I'm like a little kid. And then I'm like, run, you know what a prairie dog is? And, and then I run to the toilet and I just take a few deep breaths and I'm just like, ah, oh. <laughs> and because my diet's so healthy, I don't really need toilet paper either. I'm just, Bingo. I'm a unicorn. Well, I just think, I just think a lot of people lack fiber in their diets and, and water. <laughs> probably it is just down to like a, probably terrible diet habits as to mm -hmm. why they have such difficulties with constipation and things like that i really <laughs> don't want to be talking about toilet <laughs> i don't even think i know what constipation is well that's a good thing right yeah it is i guess i guess it's a good thing okay when i was in high school i didn't i didn't I know what what? <laughs> when i was in high school i didn't know what insecurity was and then I got to college and I was like, oh, the reason why I didn't know what insecurity oh, yeah. was is because all I was was insecure. Got you. So now okay. I'm concerned that I don't know what constipation is and like, shit, maybe I'm only constipated. 
<laughs> it's like a blessing and a curse. Yeah. You don't know that you're missing out, but you actually really are. <laughs> um, in 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 this in this in this egg eating contest, yeah, uh, in the, in the egg challenge, in one of the videos, I saw you drop the egg on the floor. Yes. Now this is a problem for a couple of reasons. One, it gets dirty, but two, it fucks with your time. It right? fell on the chair next to me, so I was oh. sat on the bench. Okay. And it bounced off the bench, and I caught it, and then I ate it. Yeah. Oh, it's too so bad there wasn't was a side like, camera that that's amazing. Yeah, that was like this continuous thing. That was for a TV show. And the production were like, can we just do that again? Because we don't know where the Guinness World Records might disqualify it because you actually dropped the egg. Oh, so then, I saw your hand go over there. Yeah. Oh, shit. I even have that in my notes. I'm like, what were you doing with your hand? Holy shit. You yeah, dropped a hard boiled like, egg, it bounced off the chair, and you caught it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, idiots, why is there a chair next to her? Clear that shit out and give her some space. But the chair, wow. Yeah. Uh, that second attempt was where I discovered I could swallow the eggs whole. So when they told me to go again, the first one just went straight down. I was like, oh, wow, I can do that. So I just <laughs> did all three, and then I almost halved my previous time. Hey, could wow. you have – um? Let's say the eggs – let's say could, – could you have like dipped the eggs in oil or something to make them more slippery or would that be cheating? Um, well, they are um, – they're pickled eggs, so they come out of a pickled egg jar. Okay. So they are kind of covered in like a vinegar, so they're not oh. dry. Um, okay. It helps. Um, how come um, How come there aren't more colored people in your sport? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, uh, That's a good point though. Ah, who cares? You're 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 fine. You're, you're, yeah, you're all colored up. Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? Black people shouldn't be doing this sport anyway. They're too smart. I'm such a minority. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh. Heart heartburn. Do you ever get heartburn? No, that's another question that I get a lot. I don't. Oh know, shit! I, again, Just trying to ask I don't you know special. You don't know what that is? Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. I if you don't drink, if you started drinking a lot of alcohol, like um, foofy drinks and eating chips, you'd get heartburn. I used to drink okay. a lot of alcohol, foofy drinks, and potato chips, and I would get heartburn. Okay, I, I, I don't do that. We talked about hooking you up with David Blaine. Um, we talked about cereal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. David Blaine. Um, do you, I never see you spill on yourself. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're a fucking professional. I guess that's something like you do as a professional. Like you're you're stuffing your face with food, but I guess you're a professional, so you don't spill. Like I never see milk dripping on your boobs or like like a piece of burrito like fall off into your shirt, and you're like shit. Like it's just. Um, I think that part of the appeal of my channel and my videos is that I'm a I'm a clean eater, and that's why uh, I say I'm going to try and eat this as quickly and as cleanly as I possibly can. It's not something that I consciously did it's something that i naturally am and that's something that people point out and actually enjoy about my channel so i mean i'm a lot of people might watch my videos and go that's not clean but when you're eating it's at clean. speed it's clean in comparison to other eaters so people come mm -hmm. to my channel for like it's like more aesthetic eating that's like the type of thing that i like to go for i'm beautiful i eat fast and i eat clean <laughs> Leah Shutkeeper. Um roll the title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we talked about oh flavor fatigue. That was a great I'd never heard of those I'd never heard those two words next to each other. 
the juxtaposition yeah. of those words. Tell me about flavor fatigue. So flavor fatigue is something you can get pretty much from anything that you're consuming. And when you consume too much of it, you get to a point where the flavor becomes so consistent that it almost tastes like nothing. And that can make you feel very nauseous. So what you need in that moment is like a flavor drink or a carbonated drink or something sweeter or saltier or spicier to kind of reignite the taste buds. Uh, that's where challenges start to become really difficult, especially when you have a huge amount of something very bland, like bread or chips or pizza or something like that. How do you learn about flavor? Is that your own? Do you learn no, that by talking to other professionals? That. No, you didn't claim um, that. No, I didn't. Um, flavor fatigue is similar to when people say about meat sweats or about hitting the wall. It's the the things that you experience whilst you do food challenges, and we all go through them to a degree. I can't say that I've ever had meat sweats. I think that's something maybe like I, I think it's a fallacy, but I don't know. I, I feel like I've had meat sweats. Like you go to those Brazilian <laughs> places where the guys with the and I feel like I get the meat sweats there. I love those places. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, I, as I watch your videos, God, I'm such a pompous douche. I think that okay. that, that one where you eat the 80 grams of um, the green shit. The 80 grams oh, of watercrafts. Yeah. Yeah. That one. I'm like, man, I bet you I got her on that. <laughs> Try it. I need to. I don't think we have what could, could I use arugula? It's spicy. We don't uh, have that. We don't rocket. have what. What? Arugula is rocket to us. Um, I think you may have watercress. We do in the United States. Have, I think so. I don't I know. We have imagine. a supply. We have a supply chain issue. We don't have anything here anymore. <laughs> oh well, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, our president's such a goofball. What do you guys think about our president, the old guy Joe Biden? I don't think that I'm qualified to comment. Oh, you're a good dude. Glucose <laughs> monitor. We know we talked about that. Talked about flavor fatigue. Talked about constipation. Okay, the only thing we didn't talk about and we're not going to talk about is your boobs. That's the only thing we didn't talk about, but we'll save that for the next show. Okay. I don't think there's much to say, but cool. <laughs> Leah, you are a wonderful guest. I appreciate you coming you. on and partying with us. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. We'll be watching you. If there's ever any time you ever want to come on again, um, we'd we'd love to have you. If there's anything we can do for you, let us know. Oh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Okay, um, and thank you. Been a good chat. And so, someone for all you suitors out there, um, <laughs> get put David put on Blaine. Your... <coughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Come through. <laughs>